This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Joe Biden's woke administration is a perfect storm of incompetence and stupidity. The residents of East Palestine, Ohio, are his latest victims. Attorney, Fox News legal analyst, and two-time New York Times bestselling author. This is The Brief with Greg Jarrett. New report. The government is warning of a known safety threat that poisons thousands of Americans every year and worse. Craig didn't know his wife and kids were going to die that night. Craig tried to do the right thing during Hurricane Ida. He bought a gas generator and fired it up. But during the night, deadly carbon monoxide seeped out of the gas generator and into Craig's home. It poisoned his wife and two children in their sleep, say fire officials. The sad part is Greg isn't alone. What's even worse Craig's tragedy did not have to happen at all. Thanks to a new generation of portable, safe, silent, and 100% fume-free generators that is now available to all Americans, even those who think they might not be able to afford it. The Patriot Power Generator is a solar generator that doesn't use gas, so it doesn't have fumes, and instead of being loud, it's quiet as a laptop. Plus, It's so lightweight, you can take it with you, even use it inside. And it's powerful enough for your phones, medical devices, even your fridge. And right now, you can go to 4 and use code GREG to get 10% off your first purchase on anything in the store, including the Patriot Power Generator. Just go to 4 and use code GREG to get 10% off. That's 4 Use code GREG to get yours today. The toxic train derailment in the Ohio community of East Palestine, some 5,000 people, is a major environmental health and transportation disaster. Yet Biden's Secretary of Transportation, Pete Buttigieg, won't even bother to visit the site. He should be fired for ignorance and indifference. But Joe won't do that because... Mayor Pete is the first openly gay cabinet official. Remember and repeat after me, diversity is what counts, not competence. That mantra nicely sums up the Biden presidency and his bungling band of muttonheads. Look at any major appointed position by the president. Biden's first and only criteria is checking a demographic box. Forget qualifications. Equity and inclusion are all that matters. 
blind allegiance to identity politics is how we ended up with people like Pete Buttigieg. He doesn't know anything about transportation. He spent his tenure obsessing over climate change. His solution is to tell everyone to go buy a Tesla. At first, the seemingly part-time secretary dismissed the Ohio catastrophe by simply joking about it. Then he blamed Donald Trump. When that didn't work, he offered one of the dumbest remarks ever muttered by a cabinet member that there, quote, are roughly 1,000 cases a year of a train derailing. So, you know, it's no big deal. Happens all the time. Get over it. That kind of oafishness is the inevitable result of picking a guy who has no experience or credentials to run the nation's vast transportation system. And it also puts a lie to Joe Biden's boast when he canceled the Keystone XL pipeline that rail transport is safe. Why hasn't our president visited the site? Well, Ohio is solidly Republican, and Biden lost the state in the 2020 election. So politically, there's nothing to be gained. That's how Joe looks at everything. What's in it for me? At least he could pretend that he cares. But Biden's Environmental Protection Agency is there on the ground and telling everyone things are just fine and dandy. Trust us, begged the EPA Administrator Michael Regan, who finally showed up in East Palestine last Friday. Seriously? I mean, you'd have to be a lunatic to ever trust the government, especially this administration. Trust is earned. Biden's government has not earned our trust, only our contempt. If Regan believes what he says, he should take up the challenge by Ohio Senator J.D. Vance and drink the water himself. Take a bath. Alas, he won't do it. He also won't disclose the safety thresholds that are being used to determine water safety, according to Senator Vance. And why not? It was unconscionable, if not cruel, for Joe Biden to turn down a request for federal disaster assistance in Ohio. With a wave of his pen, Biden could have done it immediately, but he refused to do it. FEMA falsely claimed that the state is not eligible because the train derailment is not a natural disaster. In truth, it doesn't have to be. The law that established FEMA and federal assistance provides relief for man-made disasters as well. Even FEMA's own website admits this. Only when outrage ensued did Biden reverse course and agree to offer disaster assistance. That about phase happened right after former President Trump announced that he would visit East Palestine, even though Joe Biden won't. Residents there are being told by the EPA that the area is safe. Really? Vinyl chloride is a deadly toxin, but that's not all. There were a total of six hazardous chemicals on board the train. After the wreck, they were deliberately set ablaze and released into the environment. Flames, black smoke, billowing into the sky. The now famous photograph looks like the community got nuked. Cars, lawns, homes covered in soot. 
Thousands of fish found dead in streams nearby, with an oily-looking rainbow sheen on the water surface. Those streams feed into the town's drinking water. Pets, livestock, wildlife have reportedly been sickened, and residents have been sickened as well. They complain of irritated eyes, painful rashes, debilitating headaches, and serious breathing issues. It'll probably get worse. But people are being told the air is safe to breathe, the water is okay to drink. Common sense and the evidence in plain sight tells us otherwise. It's a foregone conclusion that Norfolk Southern Railway will get sued big time, as they should. The rail behemoth owns and operates the train and tracks. Under the guise of safety testing, the company began asking residents to sign a document that would waive, quote, any and all legal claims, personal injury, or property damage. Initially, Norfolk denied it. And then the company said, oh, gee, the contract was a mistake. Oops, we gave people the wrong form to sign. Right. Where is Biden's Department of Justice? Fraud as an inducement to a contract is illegal. But the DOJ is too busy investigating Donald Trump and protecting Joe and Hunter Biden. The train derailment happened two weeks ago. And just now, Biden is sending the CDC and the HHS to the site for testing and assessment. Did Joe suddenly awaken from his deep slumber? Someone with an ounce of intelligence should tell Joe Biden to get his butt on Air Force One and fly out to Ohio. Again, at least pretend that you care, Mr. President. Joining me now to give his take on what is and is not happening in East Palestine, Ohio, is Nino Parada, who is a retired special agent in charge at the U.S. EPA Protective Service Detail Office of Criminal Enforcement and Compliance. Nino, thanks so much for joining us here on The Brief. And before we get to your wheelhouse, which is the EPA and the the agency's handling of this disaster. I want to get your reaction uh, to the Secretary of Transportation, Pete Buttigieg, and his his attitude toward this disaster that seems both baffling and alarming. He has been almost dismissive of and indifferent to the environmental, health, and transportation disaster in Ohio that has threatened people's lives and livelihoods. He won't even bother to visit the scene of the train derailment and, you know, the burning of the toxic chemicals. The DOT's response, it seems to me, has been anemic at best, disgraceful at worst, but I want to get your view of that. Well, thank you first and foremost for having me on your show. And um, yeah, it it is a very discouraging um, to uh, to say um, to start, but more importantly, um, the lack of leadership that I believe is required for such a catastrophic event, uh, such as the one that we had in East Palestine. Look, the most important thing with regarding the Department of uh, Transportation and the Environmental Protection Agency is 
the mindset of going forward with a task force, a federal presence, taking the lead and showing the American people, people of East Palestine, that we are here. We are here to stay, not to have um, a quick meet and greet and then disappear, but that we're here to stay. And here are the resources that we're putting on the ground. Let me throw a a quick note to you that's very important. EPA has um, an airborne uh, plane that um, is called the Aspect. And I know from open source, nothing confidential, that this airborne vehicle that data collects for such catastrophic events was used um, shortly after the catastrophe in East Palestine. And the question that I have is, why are we not telling this to the American people? Why are we not saying we are deploying the following resources and personnel to the area, and we're going to be providing, whether it's going to be a daily or every other day, briefing on our findings and what steps we're going to continue to take to mitigate this issue because it is an issue that's not going to be here just for a day or two. It's going to be with us for some time. And I'll, I'll share that point a little further, but I wanted to make sure I answered your question with regards to the lack of response or the lack of uh, attention to this issue, focusing, putting the resources from our federal presence, uh, whether it's the Department of Transportation or the Environmental Protection Agency. All right, let's talk a little bit more in depth about the EPA's role and conduct in all of this. You've certainly touched on some of it. Um, the agency's administrator, Michael Regan, uh, just showed up to the scene last Thursday, a couple of weeks late. He claims that the air is okay to breathe, the water's just fine to drink and bathe in, except those who have water wells that have yet to be tested. But he is stating emphatically, if, if not pleadingly, trust us, trust the government. <laughs> Should the people of East Palestine trust the EPA or are they justified in being skeptical and distrusting? I must say, if I lived there, I think I'd seek out my own professional screenings for toxic chemicals, assuming I could afford it. I, you know, trust is earned. And I'm not sure under the Biden administration, they've earned our trust. Well, the, the, such a wonderful uh, point here. Trust is earned. Uh, have we earned uh, the American people's trust with all of the issues regarding um, the um, title? Oh, I should say uh, uh, eavesdropping of the president, former president. And what we've learned from that at this point, uh, can we really trust what's going on when the governor of Ohio is stating, we don't believe these rail cars are properly marked? How do I go to trust? I use what President Reagan once said, trust but verify, right? So if you go into the Southern Northern Southern's Railroad Emergency Response Planning Guide, and I went through it briefly just to kind of figure out whether or not am I seeing things, or is what I am hearing and, and, and seeing uh, that's being reported accurate? Well, if you go to their uh, emergency response plan, right, they are clearly uh, making a point here that one of the chemicals of which is the vinyl chloride that 
was uh, the major, major issue from uh, the catastrophe at East Palestine is considered a hazardous material. And therefore, were those rail cars carrying that uh, uh, chemical properly marked? And the, the governor is asking, he's stating that he believes that they were not and he wants a congressional investigation into it. That is a big bullseye on this entire uh, issue. Yes, we need to mitigate. Yes, we need to look at how we can pre- prevent further damage from what was take the actions that were taken. But the first question is, why were they not marked? And the second question I have is why were we so aggressive in poking holes into these containers, I believe four or five of them, leaking right. all that fluid out and then burning it? Was it to, to, to get everything out of the way so that they can open up the rail system again, right? Yeah. Uh, or was there, was there a, a true, true emergency? I, I think of this common sense. Boy, what if a plane flew over and dropped how, the, how we do on, on forest fires – a chemical that suppresses any any explosion, so we can go in there and remove them. I'm just talking here with you. I don't I don't know if that's right. a, a viable approach. But what I will tell you is, if you want me to trust you, have the people on the ground permanently there until this is rectified. Yes, it's great that the EPA administrator was there. Where is the Department of Transportation uh, uh, chief? Okay, and why isn't there a federal task force leading the way? By the way. Let's make it clear here. The, these agencies have enforcement teams. They have inspectors. They have uh, special agents. That should be communicated that we're looking at this. And please, please, please stop telling me that the rail company is doing the cleanup. Can we please understand that that is not, in my opinion, the way we lead by having the people that created the problem fix the problem? Right. They can be involved in it. They can pay the bill, but not to lead. Right. I I agree with you 100%. They got to pay the bill. They have to pay for all kinds of, of damage. But, you know, they're the last people that should be involved in the cleanup. Uh, the, the NTSB, which, as you know, is an independent government investigative agency, they're on the scene. They're probing what happened, why it happened, and so forth. But you know, look, you used to work for the EPA. Shouldn't the EPA initiate its own civil and or criminal investigation into the conduct of Norfolk Southern Railway? That railway giant operates and maintains the tracks as well as obviously the freight train that derailed while carrying these toxic chemicals that are both combustible and deadly. And it's not just vinyl chloride, but residents there have been informed that there were five other hazardous chemicals reportedly on board. Doesn't the government, in particular the EPA, have a duty to investigate and bring legal action if warranted? And, you know, as a lawyer, I assure you it's warranted. Isn't this an important sector that desperately demands greater safety regulations? And to achieve that, I mean, you have to conduct an in-depth, comprehensive investigation, and shouldn't the EPA be involved in that? Absolutely. And more importantly, going back to what I mentioned earlier, the task force, if you're leading from the from the front, not from behind, if uh, 
EPA uh, leads the task force because of the uh, jurisdiction that they have. I believe that one of the key things that I would have liked to have seen is a press release uh, shortly thereafter the incident that um, that the EPA, like the FBI does or the DEA or the Secret Service does, uh, notifies that they are opening a criminal civil investigation into this matter. And that what does that do? As an attorney, you know that evidence now needs to be preserved, right? It it it, it puts a tr- a different spin on how we're going to um, handle the issue because this is now a crime scene, right? How is it a crime scene when Norfolk is the is the lead on the cleanup? How do you how do you do that? Where do we begin? Where do we start? Where do we end? So these are the concerns that I have, and I think you're absolutely correct. That's what you're going. How do you bring trust to the table? Well, by opening up a criminal slash civil investigation into this matter. And remember, you have the criminal, then you also have all the procedures, the investigations, all the inspections that are done. That can happen as well simultaneously, because I still want to understand how do we go from, let me get this straight. I think it was about 15 of these containers carrying this uh, uh, chemical. How do we go by, were they marked correctly? Who decided on not marking it correctly? Then I want to know, because I can't find it anywhere, who made the decision to do the control burn? Who were the people that actually made that decision? Yeah. We have a uh, right know, to I that, right? I have read that it was, you know, the Ohio governor, Mike DeWine, in consultation with others. Um, others. That's the word. That's the part that I, I'm specifically asking. I understand the governor right. was involved, but as a leader, you're you're getting information passed on to you, right? The governor's receiving information. He's going to make an he or she's going to make a, a split second decision based on, on on the information that's being provided. Well, who's providing that information? Was the EPA there? Was uh, Department of Transportation there? Was the local EPA, OSHA, or all these people in consultation saying this is the way to go? I'd like to know that. Or was it the railroad company and a few others? I, again, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, you know, the, the, the role allowing Norfolk Southern Railway to be involved in all of these decisions is a little like, uh, you know, an arrested criminal investigating himself or being involved in Thank the you. investigation Thank you. Thank of him you. by law enforcement. You know, I mean, it's, it's insane. It's stupid. Um, and speaking of stupid, let me get back to Pete Buttigieg. He has now sent, albeit belatedly, a sharply worded letter <laughs> to Norfolk <laughs> Southern, accusing it of repeatedly prioritizing profit over safety, which um, if he believes that, and he should, he should have taken action a, a long time ago. Um, and of course, that's problematic within the larger industry, you know, profit over safety. These derailments, Nino, as you know, you know, they happen with frightening frequency. But isn't Buttigieg equally to blame for that and for failing to properly police the sector of the transportation industry over which he oversees and imposing stricter and better safety rules and higher standards of operation? I love how people look for excuses, okay, when a problem arises, right? Instead of accepting and taking responsibility and saying, look, uh, I'm, I'm 55. Um, 
I believe both of us have been around the block a few times, right? right. How many times are we going to continue to talk about more regulations, more procedures, uh, reevaluating the steps and seeing what else, you know, stop gaps. Let me, let me answer that question by saying this. Uh, in 2012, Montauk Creek in Pawsburg, New Jersey, had a similar incident occur with the same vinyl chloride, okay? Jersey Department of Health was involved. U.S. Centers of Disease and Control and Prevention was involved. The Agency of Toxic Substances and Disease Registry was involved. The National Institute of Occupational Safety and Health was involved. EPA doing continual studies was involved. How many more agencies, sir, do we need? How many more inspectors or law enforcement officials do we need? We have them. Go do the job. Go out there and do the job with the resources that you have and stop complaining that we need this and that because we don't have it. I don't believe it. Uh, I'm going to say this to you to answer this question even more specifically. I was in the United States Secret Service, an agency that's not accustomed to doing long-term investigations, let alone investigations against organized crime, okay? I was able to do the investigation with the tools that I had in the agency. And the agency, to its credit, didn't go to Congress and say, oh, look what we did, and we need more tools, and we need more agents. They just go and do the job. And, And I'm highlighting this to answer your question. We have the resources. We have the agents. We have the technology. I just explained that the EPA flew over Palestine within, I think, within the day, which I don't even know why they didn't highlight this as one of the things that they did. The Aspect airborne data collection system that's on this airplane that picks up data and they can immediately evaluate issues and concerns and how to rectify them. We have so much, but yet it seems to me like we're not coordinating it and we're not pushing the envelope in getting the things that need to be done, done. Yeah. And that's where I'll be honest with you. I think, I think we need to stop looking for excuses and gap and stop gaps that are, that, that are right. going to allow you to, to, to look like you're the hero. You know, in, in my view, as I said in my opening remarks, this is what you get. When, you know, your selection of top officials to run departments and agencies is all about identity politics, checking a box. When you you pick somebody like Pete Buttigieg, who has absolutely no experience, no credentials, no qualifications in the transportation industry, put this guy in charge as the secretary of transportation. And this is this is what you get. You know, Norfolk Southern has said, you know, that it has committed $1 million to a community support fund to help residents. <laughs> I read hmm. that. And I thought, wait a minute, is that a typo? Shouldn't it be a billion dollars? Thank I you. mean, is a million dollars just a joke? That's a ridiculous fraction of the harm caused to the people there. To me, it only shows that Norfolk Southern Railway is refusing to take full responsibility for what it did. They're trying to penny pinch their way out of this. And and now we found out that they were going to people's homes and oh, you know, we're going to we're going to test your water and air quality, but you know, you need to sign this document first. And it turns out it was a 
hold harmless document that a, a, a basically said you can't sue us for any personal injuries or harms resulting from this uh, you know, railway disaster. First, Norfolk Southern denied that they did that. And then when they were confronted with the contract, the evidence, they said, oh, gosh, that, you know, oops, that was the wrong form. We, we <laughs> meant to give residents a different form. And you've got to be an idiot to believe that vacuous excuse. But doesn't that speak volumes uh, about the intent of Norfolk Southern to weasel their way out of this with a minimal amount of financial responsibility? Absolutely. And, and, and to me, uh, a, a tremendous insult, not only to the folks of East Palestine, but to the American people on how the, you know, who's leading here. Uh, you know, it, it's certainly not our government. It's certainly not our officials that have been elected or appointed in these positions. And I agree with you. I mean, uh, nothing against uh, Pete Buttigieg uh, personally, but this is a, a, a very, very clear message uh, for me, at least. And, and I think to all the listeners today that, you know, when we're putting people in position uh, and do not have the credibility or the experience um, in handling issues uh, that, like this, this is what you get. These are the results. You know, I, I am I'm shocked that um, we are at, at this point when you can just easily, simply, if you don't have the experience, you can Google today. Wow, we can Google today and get the roadmap of other issues that are similar to this and what took place. And if you just read that for two, three minutes, you could at least say to yourself, you know what, I'm going to do the positive things that took place in 2012, like I mentioned before, in Montauk Creek. What, what do we know about that incident with the vinyl chloride? Well, the health surveys that, sh- that they took, half of the people in Paulsburg who responded to the survey had the same issues that the people in East Palestine had. And guess what? They're still dealing with that issue. That's 2012. We're in 2023. It's a long-term issue. And what I would love to know is that the the folks behind that issue, the rail company behind that issue, what happened to them? Where are they today? They've moved on. Who you know who sacrifices from their damages? The people that live in Paulsburg. New Jersey, right. as the people in East Palestine, those are the people that are going to have the long-term uh, play in this game, and it's unfortunate. And you know, therefore, and- that's why I say, I mean, to, sorry to interrupt, that's why get in front of the camera, get a task force going, coordinate the efforts, and lead by example, lead from the front. Right, right. And of course, Joe Biden really has avoided the subject altogether. Of course, he won't visit there. Um, But, you know, I am reminded of when Joe Biden at the outset of his presidency uh, immediately among his first actions was to cancel the Keystone XL pipeline. And at the time he said, oh, you know, rail transport is safer and it's better for the environment, which truly has to be one of the dumbest assessments ever by a president. First of all, um, you know, if you transport by rail and diesel, uh, and you know, uh, trucks and so forth, you you are spewing 
far more carbon into the environment than a pipeline. And, uh, you know, the, this chemical disaster on a rail transport underscores that Biden was wrong. Rail transport is not safer. Uh, and, you know, Pete Buttigieg says, hey, you know, we have a thousand of these a year. And, and that's safe. Terrible. No. Yeah. I mean, it's terrible, you know. terrible response. Te- that very, um, very elementary responses. Uh, question for you. If the trail cars were not marked properly, as the governor of Ohio stated that he has been told, and we still need to confirm that, although I believe he is actually correct. Does that mean, dot, 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 that the rail cars containing the, the the chemicals were not the properly insulated ones that are have been approved by the government. Sure. I mean, so, I think so that's a reasonable that conclusion it, to right? draw. <laughs> yeah, may be the reason why they didn't mark it. And maybe uh, the and reason course, why? Maybe the reason. Is a, <laughs> it's a violation of federal regulations, and it's grounds not just for a lawsuit, but a criminal case against Norfolk Southern. Uh, so we'll see where it goes. But Nina Parada, uh, thank you for being with us, a retired special agent in charge at the U.S. EPA Protective Service Detail. Appreciate your wisdom, your insights. Thanks for joining The Brief. It's a pleasure and thank you. And that's The Brief. I'm Greg Jarrett. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.